Bobby, did you know that it's Live Nation's concert week and from now through May 14th, you can get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows? I did know because Live Nation sent us a list of all of the concerts and I'm obsessed because I'm definitely going to see some of these people. Well, you can get up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, including Alanis Morissette, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson. Who else am I seeing? Lainey Wilson. Peso Pluma and Sarah McLaughlin like back to back. That's fun. Megan Trainer then Peso Pluma, then Sarah McLaughlin, and have us the summer of my life. So grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to buy now. You will Jayla. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Tickets for our London and Dublin shows are live, but unfortunately, they're probably sold out by the time you're listening to this. <laughs> I know. We're going to we work broke on a website. maybe adding. <laughs> I know. Apologies we broke a to website. the website we broke. Well, you know, the demand they tweeted about was how the website broke. Overwhelming. <laughs> Thank you to the hooligans who like waited in virtual line to get tickets to see us. This is like me trying to get tickets to see the the killers at Caesar's Palace in August. Did you get them? Nightmare. No, Lindsay. <laughs> no, oh, I didn't. No. Well, I hope our hooligans fared better than you. I know, me too. Uh, we'll probably add more. Stay tuned for more information. Like we're gonna be there. We mm -hmm. should, you know, really make sure everyone gets to come say hi. But if you did get a ticket, thank you for putting up with that mm -hmm. and supporting mm -hmm. us and coming to see us. There's still a chance that you could, just like there's still a chance I could get tickets to see the Killers at the okay, at Caesar's Palace. You, please stop bringing up the Killers at Caesar's Palace. Unless so there's a excited. hooligan out there who listens, who works for Caesar's Palace in that case. Wait, good point. You might be in <laughs> luck. <laughs> because sometimes people who work at very particular venues email you and say, you want tickets to a special thing? Even and though then... you've slandered their <laughs> venue because you didn't really have a great time there, then maybe they email you and they say, you do want to come. Even though one of the two co-hosts has slammed at the venue and the other co-host has been like very excited hey, about the potential you know, of going back to that venue. <laughs> the Guinness storehouse can win me back. <laughs> they have they still have a time. I I am open to <laughs> We're going. The Guinness Storehouse could win me back. Well, I'll have enough fun for both of us, so it's fine. <laughs> it's totally I mean, totally now fine. I wanna go. It's free and they're inviting us. Now I wanna go. <laughs> You're listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. We did it, Joe. Diane Warren nominated again for Best song, Original Song from the Oscars for a song from none other than the Flaming Hot movie by Becky G, Fire Inside. Will she beat uh, Billie Eilish? Absolutely not. But are we happy to see her for the 15th time and 15th non-win? Sure. Good for her. All right. Women belong in the Best Original Song nominations category. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, Becky G, Oscar nominee. Um, are the Oscars cursed now? Uh, I can't wait to see her performance of her flaming Hot song, Crunch, Crunch. So Becky G 
in the month of January 2024 has already been a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race and is an Oscar nominee for her song The Fire Inside from Flame and Hot. Does this make her officially a them? Crunch, crunch. Singing in the shower. Oscar nominee Becky G. Okay, Becky G is not an Oscar nominee. Still just Diane Warren. But she'll be singing it probably. If I think about it a little harder and make things a little ruder, while I do think the Becky G curse is less powerful than it once was, Becky mm-hmm. G has actively cursed Diane Warren, who also is cursed because she is they are absolutely not going to win this. Like with their cursed power combined, like this is a lose. I think there's a chance their curses could cancel each other out. And they could win. I don't think Diane Warren will win, but I do think that when Becky G performs at the Oscars, people will say, that's a pretty good song, as opposed to the typical, what the fuck was that, Diane Warren? You know, like, we haven't recognized one of her songs since, what, Till It Happens to You? The way that the bar has been so lowered for her at this point where she gets nominated, but we've gone from being like, maybe she'll win to maybe this song will be recognizable as a maybe good song. Yeah. (laughs) She's not going to win. She's not going to win, but, yeah. but, right. And it's a fine song. Nothing can hold you back. No one can kill you back. That's right. When you got the fire inside. When you got the fire inside. And oh, you're going to own this life. That's right. Cause you got the fire inside. Cause you got the fire. You got the fire. I can't get over the fact that it's a movie about the Flamin' Cheetos and the song is called The Fire Inside. It's like, yeah, yeah you eat too many Flamin' Cheetos, you get diarrhea, and there <laughs> is fire inside. And it was directed by Eva Longoria. No, trust me, I know that detail. Come on. And Becky G was just at the premiere of Drag Race, too. Like, she is, like, the curse is kind of broken with her. The curse like, is gone. The curse, she's been so successful since, you know, the she went to the ancient witch and bartered to break the curse. Yes, Yes. The ancient witch asked and, you know, was given a token. I don't know what that token was, but Becky G gave her the token. Maybe it was the rights to shower. Oh, I know what it was. It was the rights to shower. It was, it was the, it was the songwriting rights to shower. She gave them. The witch now gets a lot of, she makes money every month from that song. The witch makes a third of a penny every time you stream shower on Spotify. Which is a, which is a lot. Which is Often. <laughs> what does a witch need? A cauldron? A cauldron is buy it for life. You think a witch is out here buying another cauldron? You only need to buy one thing. Witches need a lot of herbs, though, Bobby. They're always making things okay. with herbs, and herbs can be expensive. <laughs> that's the thing. They only buy herbs. Everything else they have for life. A witch isn't, like, opening a closet. But what about, like, buckled shoes or whatever they wear? And, like, big skirt or something? She gets them cobbled. She's not buying new ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she's paying for cobbler's fees, occasional tailoring. Cobbler's fees. Herbs. Herbs. And I guess firewood, although she's probably chopping her own wood, let's be honest. Okay, the witch that you're imagining is like such a specific witch, but yeah, no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the witch that's making money off of Becky G's shower residuals. <laughs> 
See, a good use of AI would be saying, AI, no, make me no. a song. No, but you, it would have to be like 10 years advanced or five years advanced. Yeah. You'd okay, have to say, fine. So in, ten, I want a in song, five years. I want a witch. I want a witch singing okay. Shower by Becky G. <laughs> and, oh. I want spooky, and I want spooky <laughs> woods noises in the background. You realize that you're setting yourself up to have to do this. Like, like you're going to have to do this for this. Like, <laughs> cut to five hours from now. This is going to be in this episode because you're going to have to do this. <laughs> Why does my, I don't know what a witch sounds like. That's what a witch sounds like. Is a little more nasally. Ah. Your witch is like a Hansel and Gretel witch. Like, it's a typical, very Grim Brothers witch that you're imagining. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You light me up inside like the 4th of July. Whenever you're around, I always seem to smile. And people ask me how. Well, you're the reason why I'm dancing in the mirror, singing in the shower. Okay, I didn't even read Becky G's Instagram caption. She posted a very heartfelt front-facing video in a Taylor Swift era sweatshirt during which she says, not me being up so early to watch people I admire so much get nominated for an Oscar. Congratulations to Diane Warren for the most well-deserved nomination and to Eva Longoria for bringing us all with her on this incredible journey. When icons like Diane and Eva invite you to be part of anything, you say yes, okay? Thank you for trusting me to bring part of this vision to life. There are no words to describe what this means para nuestra comunidad. Okay, this is nice. And the top comments. Love that. Christina Milian, Francia Raisa's there. You know, women supporting women. I hope Becky G bought her salsa. Oh my God, they're both involved in like spicy food venture. Yes. Okay, love that. Hey, Who Weekly. So I just checked Renee Rapp's Wikipedia page, as you do while listening to Tuesday's episode, and it's actually been changed back from saying she's a lesbian to saying she's bisexual. Um, so I went into the edit history in Wikipedia, and somebody restored it 13 hours ago with the comment, still just speculation, we need an unambiguous and clear statement from Rapp to change it. Discuss if you agree. So um, as of now, but the time that I'm listening to this episode, according to Wikipedia, she is just, not just, but she's bisexual and has ADHD. She's just like me for real. Okay, crunch, crunch. Bye. What's crazy about this is Wikipedia obviously is not always to be so fully trusted. It's a active community. Things are changing. People are, are citing and reciting or whatever. But But it is a good indicator of the conversation that's happening about Renee Rapp because she has recently been being like I'm a lesbian and people were like well didn't you just say like a million times you're bisexual and she's like liking the posts that are her saying I'm a lesbian so everyone's kind of like well we're confused and the conversation mm -hmm. is also like a lot of like celebrities are not really saying they're lesbians a lot of them are saying I'm queer I'm gay I'm bisexual so lesbians are like slay mama say I'm a lesbian say and lesbian. Renee Rapp's like Renee Rapp is kind of like I'm saying both I'm saying everything so that's the, that's what's happening in real life and on Wikipedia what that means is this fucking Wikipedia keeps getting changed which is like yeah really interesting and I was like Bobby can you go to the to the talk page the background who's changing it and what are they saying okay well we've got New York's hottest club is Renee Rapp's talk section on Wikipedia because dying. I'm dying this is crazy okay so it's <gasps> very very long section. I won't read all of it but 
essentially the gist of what's happening in the sexuality section of the talk section is that people are arguing about whether or not they should revert her Instagram back to bisexual or to only bisexual from what it says now, which is that she was, she used to identify as bisexual and now she identifies as a lesbian. The conversation seems to hinge on the fact that no one can figure out if the original bisexual identifications were tongue in cheek and a joke and that she's always been a lesbian or if she's still bisexual or if they should just use the word queer. Okay. Oh my God. And then you have people saying things like she called herself a lesbian on her Instagram story today. And this was in a post where she referred to herself as a lesbian bodyguard when she was with Megan Thee Stallion after the SNL show. She discussed on Andy Cohen's radio show last week that she was out as bisexual, but recently realized she does not like men. Then someone follows up and says, sexuality is complicated. Not liking men doesn't automatically mean lesbian. Some women might not like men, but still be attracted to them. Some might identify as bisexual because they're attracted to non-binary people. We need a clear statement specifically stating she identifies as a lesbian. Oh my God. The the way Wikipedia editors are doing the work to mm-hmm. suss this out. This is, I mean, I hope Renee is seeing this the talk page because I think this is the funniest like breaking down somebody's sexuality via their PR, like and trying to figure out whether things are jokes or not is brain breaking. It's brain breaking. Yes. My favorite part of this conversation is what follows. This was in response to JDDJS who said not liking men doesn't automatically mean lesbian. Poor things viewer says not liking men means not bisexual. Instagram story calling yourself a lesbian means a lesbian. Liking and saving posts calling you a lesbian means lesbian. <laughs> i'm telling you i'm down we're losing it we're losing it semi-protected edit request on january 22nd 2024 change she is bisexual to she is lesbian (laughs) that's when we saw it not done please provide reliable sources that support the change you want to be made okay oh my god renee started to identify as a lesbian link to a tweet in which she when one of those pieces of evidence exists Wikipedia editor officially says, not done. It is still complete speculation. People are way overreacting to a single line from SNL. She has yet to clearly state that she now identifies as a lesbian. Anything short of a clear statement from rap is not good enough to change it. So this is again, remember who was it that got divorced and uh, 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 Emily St. St. John Mandel, right? I don't remember. What Emily are you St. talking John about? Mandel, who... Who wrote Station Eleven? Remember, she divorced her husband. It was like I divorced my husband. I date women now, or something. Oh yes, 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 yes. And she said, "Will someone please change my fucking? Can I do an interview with someone that says I divorced my husband and now and I'm now dating a woman?" And then finally, they did that because it was cited in a Slate interview. I think. I think it was Dan Coy's. Yeah, it was. It was. Anyway, we talked about this like yes. a year ago. Yes, it was. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this. I remember this. This is a very similar fight. And Renee Rapp is not going to release an official statement. She's just going to keep doing what she's doing, which is tell everyone that she's pretty much a lesbian without saying, hello, everyone, I'm pretty much a lesbian. And if she did say, I'm pretty much a lesbian, that would have to be quoted in the Wikipedia and she would have to be pretty much a lesbian, not just a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I do genuinely appreciate the rigor. <laughs> Yeah, no, I do. I do, too. I do. And I think what we're doing is really having conversations, not even about Renee Rapp, but about identity and mm-hmm. and verification and sighting yeah. and yeah. and sexuality and, like, you know. 
It seems yes. to be the consensus of reliable sources that Renee Rapp is a bisexual, not a lesbian. The source in the article mm-hmm. failed verification and only describes her SNL's character sexuality. So listen, yeah. they're like, she went on SNL and they called her lesbian, uh, what they say, little lesbian intern Renee or something? Like when she came out to do that weird sketch. We just need assistance from our little lesbian intern Renee. But she was playing herself. Right, but she, but they're saying that's a SNL, but she was also playing a character. She was she's not a, a character, she's not an yes. intern. You're right. You're right. Little lesbian intern. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Renee, don't clear this up. Stay whatever. Let them fucking fall over themselves trying to figure this out. Who cares? I literally love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So as of Thursday, January 25th at 1014 a.m., the Wikipedia says that Rap identified herself as bisexual in 2022 interview and came out as a lesbian in 2024 through social media and interviews. Mm-hmm. It remains the same that she has been diagnosed with ADHD. That's not changing. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. I hate to be this person, but clearly not enough to not call in. But I have a message for Coffee Mate. Um, Duncan's been doing the pink coffee game for a few years now. They have their pink velvet flavor, their pink velvet macchiato out right now, which is pink and yeah it does look kind of gross when you mix the pink with the brown of the coffee but they've also done it before i remember i think honestly maybe 2020 so like slightly cursed but still so yeah unfortunately i have this knowledge right at the top of my brain because i frequent Dunkin's. so i'm always trying their new drinks and the pink velvet one is not only pink but it is frosting flavored so Crunch, crunch, but Duncan did it first. Bye. We should have known that if there was a pink coffee thing, that Duncan would be the kind of OG creators mm-hmm. of such a disgusting thing. I go to Duncan a lot. I've never tried the pink velvet macchiato, nor have I ever really noticed it. But I wonder if our friend who pioneered Grunch, who does go to Duncan, I wonder <laughs> if he has. Oh, Bobby just sent me the the syrup. Well, remember when we saw the picture, we, the culture, saw the picture of the beef that was like, looked like toothpaste or whatever? I think it was chicken. Yeah, it was chicken. Okay, whatever. Uh-huh. That's what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. The pink velvet mix. It's the pump <laughs> the tub swirl. that you, the that's swirl. pink velvet swirl. Yes, yes, yes. Before you shake up your pink velvet macchiato, there is a nice separation where you can see the pink at the bottom. There's a nice ombre. Yeah, there's a nice ombre. There's a genuine pink layer and clearly duncan doesn't care that when you do mix it up which you eventually do it turns it's into brown. this disgusting color it is just brown again yeah it's brown mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you're not going to get that sort of like i mean god knows what the ingredients are in this D- duncan pink velvet swirl bucket that i'm not going maintain, to duncan to know the ingredients like like, <laughs> like i'm just saying like the whatever it would be like the viscosity the emulsification capacity of whatever this liquid is is much different than coffee mate you know like coffee mate's just going to instantly blend in with, with whatever you pour it sure, into sure 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 this duncan pink velvet swirl settles on the bottom it's like sediment it's like right, stratified right 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 We're, right and the argument really is like you know who has the better science here if the yes. point of this these drinks is to define the pink ew i'm already grossed out by this so i guess i'll be ordering one next time <laughs> Maybe today. Want me, to, want, me to, want me to bring one to your house tomorrow? I don't want one, but. <laughs> no, don't bring one to my house tomorrow. <laughs> I usually bring uh, a nice coffee from down the street in our neighborhood to Lindsay's when we record the I know. Patreon Can you on imagine Fridays. If you but what up if I just this? showed up with two pink Dunkins instead? <laughs> so mad. 
I'd be so mad. I'd be so pissed. Here's another comment. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I had to pause the pod while you were talking about Lucky Smith and his wife, whose name I already forget. Um, and maybe you're going to get there because I, I paused it before you're done with the segment. But you were talking about how their last name is Smith, which is just like the most generic sort of American name. And it's true. But among Mormons, Smith is like the most prestigious last name because of the founder of Mormonism, um, Joseph Smith, right? So on one hand, they have this like generic name that they're pairing with these like truly kooky names for their children, but it's also honestly like the most prestigious name other than maybe like Young, but I would say Smith and Young are kind of like the competing names in the LDS church. Um, anyway, I'm not Mormon, but grew up with tons of Mormon friends. So, uh, you know, crunch, crunch, Leanne Cuisine, showing whole. I don't know how this didn't come to me. Well, it's just like Smith is a holy name for Mormons. Like, you <laughs> yes, know, the OG yes. Smith was a Mormon. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Lucky Blue, Lucky Jean, Lucky whatever is maybe descendant from the OG Mormon guy, which, you know, it feels like. I don't know what's hot about Mormonism. Who are we kidding? So I don't want to yeah. like uh, make assumptions, but let's just say Smith is a holy is a holy name. It is. It is. Let's move on to someone new. I want to be famous. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when I bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming, I want to smell them, not the litter box. And I can, thanks to Pretty Litter. I'm going to correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I used Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell beans. them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit, they're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Amy Poehler here to tell you about a new improvised show from Paper Kite Podcasts. The team that brought you Say More with Dr. Sheila. Check out our new parody podcast, Women Talking About Murder. It's a show about women talking about murder. Every episode features special guests, twists, turns, and the mystery of a missing co-host. Available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? 
With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I want to be famous. Hi, Who Weekly. Long time, long time. My fiance is on his way to McDonald's right now. And you know how they do like those custom meals and stuff? They have one right now by a guy named Kerwin Frost. And usually between me and my fiance, one of us knows who these people are. And if we don't know who they are, they're like a 20-year-old TikToker. But Kerwin Frost is none of those things. And we've never heard of him. But I guess he's like a fashion guy from New York. And he seems pretty funny and cool. And he has a child named Waffle, which is great. So I'd love to know more about him. Who is he? Tell me about Kerwin Frost. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. When you search Kerwin Frost, it's just mm-hmm. people being like, who is he? Because I think the <laughs> McDonald's thing has been a little like confusing. And I kind of love that McDonald's is choosing people that are kind of niche in a way because that is mm-hmm. fun. Because it is like, it is cooler that it's not just like, you know, somebody who is just famous, famous. Mm-hmm. Kerwin, and people say, who is Kerwin Frost? And the answer when you scroll down, when you like, you know, the people also ask, it says, similar yeah. to Cactus Plant Flea Market, Kerwin Frost first rose to prominence as part of the streetwear scene and is the founder of the Spaghetti Boys, a collective mm-hmm. known for viral YouTube videos and streetwear collaborations. So it really is like in a genre that you know but somebody you might not be familiar with, which is, it's really streetwear based. It's really like, it's cool merch based. Like, like when he launched his Adidas campaign like a year or two ago, the Adidas that he made with the teeth on the front. Did you, you know what I'm talking about? Like not really. But the thing is, is like, I'm not paying attention to this stuff. And the only people who are like willing to spend a ton of money on like, merch are people mm-hmm. who would know who he was so that's kind of the point here like yeah mcdonald's is trying to sell merch or trying to be cool and they know that like if they team up with like merch people that is kind of a thing like mm-hmm. these are collectibles who do you think like collects collectibles it's not just me going to mcdonald's getting a hamburger yes starting by talking about his most recent venture is a great way of discussing his first venture because his first venture was literally making money for his family. He grew up in Harlem, so he's a New York guy, making money for his family by like waiting in those long lines around streetwear places like Supreme, buying shit and then reselling it instantly for a huge profit. So like right. he that was like his first entrepreneurial effort. So it's kind of full circle that now he's created these things. I mean, this isn't the first time because I think the Adidas stuff was also very viral and and had a huge resale value, but like People are already selling all of these Nugget right, Buddies <laughs> on eBay and Etsy, you know? <laughs> it's part of a it's part of a group of people who are doing this. He's not the only one. The option you can get you have options, I guess. Again, with this McNugget. I don't want to promote McDonald's that much, but uh, the options include include Kerwin Frost, the mayor of Frostway, Don Bernice, a stylist, Uptown Mo, a street smart neighborhood hero. No, you're Lindsay, those aren't other boxes those are just the names of the nugget buddies within the Kerwin uh, Frost box. wait what I thought these were all real people no he's the only one doing it right now he's like relaunching the nugget buddies because the nugget buddies have been gone for the fuck God, like the 20 buddies? years 
Yeah, they were first introduced in 1988. They're like 30 years old. They used to be iconic and everywhere, and then the Nugget Buddies stopped happening. And so he's bringing them back, but he's giving each one of those Nugget Buddies like kind of a look, oh. a really cute, a, a cute look. And I believe they're sort of potato heady in that you can take the stuff off and mix it around. <gasps> like he's giving them very Kerwin Frosty streetwear style. And so it's just cool. Who were the original Nugget Buddies? Oh, the original Nugget Buddies? I don't know that they wore clothes. Did you Did you have them? I didn't have any, but I was aware of them. I liked McDonald's as a kid. I don't think I had any either. You can buy them on Etsy, the original ones. They were like firemen and shit. Well, this is how I remember them. I'm seeing now that they, they did release some that like were Halloween ones and like you said, firemen ones. But when I think of Nugget Buddies, I think of them naked. Like this is what I... I think of the ones that are just in the t- carton that are like bah, 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 without clothes on. Oh, they're so cute. I do remember this commercial with their little See? eyes, little claymation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, whatever. This is cute. So he there I think he designed I think he designed 20 of them, so you have to go a lot of times to get all 20 of them. Okay, so who was Kerwin Frost? Streetwear influencer, designer, okay. DJ, okay. talk show host. Okay. And the reason I think that maybe you'd heard of him and everything sort of clicked into place with me. I didn't watch his Kevin Frost Talks To series, which was a um, series on his YouTube in which he talked to like musicians and fashion people. Okay. It started right before the pandemic and then he continued it throughout the pandemic. But anyway, I scrolled all the way to the beginning of his video feed. And one of the first videos in his YouTube feed is from 2018. And it's a video called Kerwin Frost Presents the 2018 Kardashian-Jenner West Christmas Party. And I remember watching this and being like, who is this guy and why is he at this party interviewing people? And it was sort of a bit. I just thought he was a comedian because he's clearly friends with Kanye. And we'll get to why he's friends with Kanye later because everything sort of clicked into place. And Kanye's like, hey, will you basically do this bit? Or maybe he pitched it to him. But he goes around the Jenner Kardashian West Christmas party in 2018 and like uncomfortably interview celebrities who were not expected to be put through kind of a comedy bit on camera at this sort of like very private and exclusive party. And so it's like, he's talking to Will I Am, he's talking to Caitlyn, he's talking to all these people. And some of them are very like, what are you doing here? And confused and uncomfortable and like kind of mad at him. But this went viral because it's kind of an inside peek into what this party is actually like. And it made me realize this is all because of his fashion connection. The reason he's friends with Kanye West is because Kanye West saw his like streetwear work and his influencer work and had him work on the um, his Wyoming album. What was that called? Uh-huh, he worked uh-huh. on like listening party stuff for that. And he also became friends with Virgil Abloh. He's a streetwear influencer slash designer slash DJ slash scene kid because he's friends with the fucking Safdie brothers. His wife is Shop Jean, which is actually insane. I couldn't believe that. I was waiting for you to see that. If you remember Shop Jean, that was like a huge website that sold the ugliest t-shirts. Sorry, people <laughs> love them. And the woman who ran it, Aaron, is his wife. Aaron Yoga Sundrum. Which is so funny that they're both like streetwear, like not scammers, but she kind of was. I mean, like she was... Not a scammer, but what happens with these girls is they have it was blogs. nasty gal stuff. Well, they they have blogs. They they get really successful. Someone gives them a clothing line, or they launch a clothing line, and then guess what? They're not a very good boss because they don't know being a boss, being a right exactly because they're a twenty two year two year old CEO, and guess what? You're not like experienced really to be like a supportive and assertive and whatever boss like whatever you're like I'm I wouldn't be like you're you can't be 23 and running a clothing no. company 
I was working at Jezebel when this was all going down, being like Joanna Rothkopf was like doing a lot of interviews with like people who worked at Shop Jean as it slowly crumbled over the course of maybe a year. Shout out to Joanna. And I remember the feeling of being like, wait, what the fuck is Shop Jean? I don't understand what this is. Oh and my it's God, just it was a, everything. It was an Instagram store. I mean, they had an actual website, but mostly you saw what they were selling, their wares on Instagram. And it was one of those, what do they call them? Multi-vendor stores where... You know, Aaron wasn't making anything. Aaron was curating stuff. It's literally the exact same thing that has happened with like all these fashion bloggers. But what she was doing and what the issue was, like she wasn't really paying her vendors and then she was treating her employees badly and the employees were complaining to Jezebel and then eventually the website shut down. So I forget about this woman. Then she has since become kind of successful fashion consultant slash the wife of... Kerwin Frost and they have a baby and together you, named mm-hmm. Waffle. That's really something. That's it's really, really something. something. It's That's so really something. something. That's really something. Oh, she has she's most recently the coolest fashion consultant on motherhood, essence kids. No, that's and a Vogue more. profile. Yeah. Solidarity with Conde. We didn't read that on strike day. Right. Well, I'm it's interesting how how successful people online remain successful like things blow up and then they like find another way to be successful online it's kind of incredible like she really like i i do wonder it's like all the people that were like so mad about shop jean are like who you know it's like it's and then she cycled into like her new era of like being a fashionable mommy and Mm -hmm. online doing consultants seats hi bobby lizzie timmy um i just heard that jamie dornan um, had some sort of run-in with poisonous caterpillars um, in Portugal. And I was just wondering if you could look into this. I've never heard of this. I'm I'm really worried for Jamie, um, but he seems to be okay. Um, yeah. Can you get into this at all? Okay. Grateful for Sharna. This is funny because Jamie Dornan has not and probably will not say anything unless he promotes something relatively soon and somebody asks him about it directly. Jamie Dornan's friend has podcast mouth, not Jamie Dornan. This guy named Gordon Smart, who is a Scottish broadcaster and He's former famous. journalist, yeah. who is the editor, was the editor of the Scottish Sun. He also does BBC Radio 5. Wow, we're at five BBC radios? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his friend went on a podcast called... The Good, the Bad, the Unexpected, a BBC podcast, and told a story about how he went on vacation and got bit by a <clears> caterpillar. <throat> and one of the friends who was with him happened to be his his buddy, Jamie Dornan. And he says that Jamie Dornan like had to go to the hospital. And of course, somebody heard this and was like, I don't care about Gordon, whoever. I care about Jamie Dornan. So I'm going to essentially write this a million times, or at least have mm-hmm. this be aggregated a million times by being like, Jamie Dornan was bit by a caterpillar a poisonous caterpillar, but it was last, it was like two years ago at this point because he's telling an old story. It's the least interesting thing ever. (laughs) I don't even think he was bit. I'm trying to think of like, what is the language? He was just poisoned by one. They infect you by just crawling on you. Okay, I'm sorry. He was crawled on by. No, I'm just, I find that interesting. He They yeah. crawled on it and you see like, ooh, it's a, it's a furry caterpillar. And then before you know it, like you can't feel half your body and then you're in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Right. He's okay, obviously, because it's been years. <laughs> but then you don't tell anyone <laughs> until your friend goes on a podcast on BBC Five. Right. I mean, I do think that this is the kind of story where it's like he goes on, I almost said Jay Leno. Oh, my God. He goes on like Fallon and they're like, got any stories? He's he's like, well, one time I was like walked on by a scary caterpillar. And then he tells that story and it's like four years later. But Gordon, 
kind of jumped the gun on that on that story and stole it from out under him. God, you know what? You're so right. I didn't even think about that angle. He was probably saving that for something. He could have been. Because I kind of think Jamie Dornan might be a little boring. As much as I like him. I think he's famously boring. That's one of his things. Jamie Dornan needs a good story. He does. And his friend stole the story. I think I love Jamie Dornan. I really do. I love when he pops up and stuff. But I, but he mm-hmm. is not. His whole thing is kind of being a quiet guy. I've told you about how how every time I, I feel like every time I open up YouTube, one of the recommended videos is the everlasting love scene of Belfast, a movie I don't even like. But I, I think but I watched that scene. That, I think I watched scene. that scene enough that YouTube's like but that Jamie Dornan scene. tonight, King. Jamie Dornan tonight, but that King. Scene. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I recently met somebody from Belfast and they and I asked them about that movie and she was like, we don't claim it. But I was like, what about that scene? What about that scene? What did they say? They, they She liked it. The name of the Kid Leroy's lips is gonna be Tate McRae. 41 minutes ago on Instagram from Just Jared. Tate McRae and the Kid Leroy were spotted grabbing a bite to eat in Los Angeles last night amid growing romance rumors. Crunch, crunch. Okay, I need to just also say that recently I did see Chicago. <laughs> like, I, like, I when went did to you see, see Chicago. Chicago? I saw it two nights ago. You saw Chicago two nights ago? <laughs> yes, because I was given. Um, As in the musical on Broadway yeah, saw, uh-huh. in Manhattan? Yep. Uh-huh. Near Frankie Grande's house? I literally went to see Chicago on Broadway because I was very generously gifted a ticket and. It's the iconic in between Chicago where just like the people who are good at it do it versus like whoever no they're famous. bringing in on the next <laughs> ship, you know, Ariana Maddox uh-huh. was still practicing her version of Chicago. So you just saw like Emily is Roxy Hart. <laughs> well, it's this woman who's been doing it for years and years and is obviously like yeah. the best at it, you know, like uh-huh, she's like uh-huh. she could do it in her fucking sleep. But mm-hmm. the whole entire time I'm watching it, I'm thinking about Gypsy Rose and I'm like Charlotte Damboise. This is what she's saw. incredible. I'm like, this would work so well (laughs) so well for her and also i kind of was watching it being like we need to revitalize chicago (laughs) so we should maybe rewrite it to be about gypsy that'd be fun i think so yeah i think so yeah what does this have to do with tate mccray (laughs) oh she's oh (laughs) (laughs) we said tate mccray was so q4 but this Uh person is calling and saying tate mccray was spotted going to dinner with the kid Leroy, which means she's actually still very Q1. And I say, I don't know. I feel like kid Leroy is like Q3. You know, like, where was he? Where's he been? Remember him? Yeah, I haven't thought about kid Leroy in a long time, maybe Q2 2023. They were spotted together on dinner. She is headlining the uh, second intermission performance at the 2024 NHL All-Star Game, which is very her because you know she loves <laughs> hockey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She well, she's Canadian. She hockey. Yeah, she's Canadian. Yeah. But also, Bieber, Arnett, Will Arnett, and Michael Bublé will be there. All the other Canadians. Mm-hmm. They did the thing that I love where... I mean, I love it personally when I see my friends do stuff like this. But it's even funnier when it's celebrities. They did the thing where they... Yes, they were spotted this. together getting dinner. But they were also on a boat at the same time. But the only Maybe. reason we know this is Maybe. because they... Probably. Probably. They Maybe. both posted the same view off what looks like the same boat because you can see the same railing and the same chair in the foreground. And have you ever noticed where you're like, I think my two friends are at the same place on their Instagram stories. I and know. you just go, hmm, it's interesting. Well, somebody posted, well, okay, well, people, very, very people-y people said, 
said eagle eye capital fans P people. also you mean spotted similar yeah. i do similarities in settings of photos from the vacation posted to social media by both the greedy singer and Leroy, as well as mccray posing for an instagram selfie in a shirt that looks eerily similar to the ones the stay artist wore on the trip okay mm -hmm. here's my two things i'm not saying this is not true i'm saying they could have taken the boat the same boat at different times Again, probably not true, but you have to think about all these things here. And two, mm -hmm. a lot of times young people are brought on big boats by wealthy people and they could be just on the same on a trip together. Maybe they mm -hmm. hooked up on the trip. Maybe they didn't. But it's not crazy that these two would be on a yacht at the same time. They're both musicians. They're both being wined and dined by the same executives. That's all I'll say. But they did go to dinner together at Giorgio Baldi this month. So people are saying two times a charm. And also... Yes. Kid Leroy is single and cut his hair. And I don't even remember the songs that he did. Oh, I do. Oh, that song is like, I need you to stay. Remember that song? Come on. They no. keep saying stay singer. Oh, the one with the Bieber. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that one. That one. Right. Yeah, I don't. Not a, not a fan. What about this one? No. Oh, right. I remember. I forgot. Every time I listen to him, I'm like, wait, I hate this. I have to turn it off. Yeah, he's bad. I really he's can't not stand good. it. He's not good. And he's Australian, not Canadian, by the way. Also, I think we said this when we talked about this on Monday's recording and then cut it. Whether or not they're hooking up, it seems like a collab is imminent and that this will all end up being early promo for a collaboration between these two right. uh, young pop stars. You know. Also worth noting that Kid Leroy was signed to the to the Scooter Braun situation, which is why B got Bieber on a song. And mm -hmm. then he dropped them. He dropped his management, switched to new management, citing mm -hmm. creative differences in 2023. And people are saying, oh, well, since then, it hasn't been like a thing for him. But yes. now that everybody's kind of dropped Scooter Braun, although I don't know if Bieber has, but not like he's making music. Anyways, mm -hmm. that maybe he, it's like less, that impact of leaving Scooter has less of an impact on his yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi, Who Weekly, long time, long time. So um, with the Oscar nominations coming out uh, on Tuesday, I assume you two were rocked by the news that uh, Niecy Nash Betts, Danielle Brooks, and Sterling K. Brown are all cousins. I mean, this is insane. That is so much talent in um, one family, question mark. Anyway, um, could you learn more about this? Uh, that none of us knew that they were related. I mean, I think they're all thems or themmy. Maybe Danielle Brooks is like the whoiest one, but I mean, I feel like Orange is the New Black was so big that I think people know who she is, even though she's getting kind of like the up and coming arc with the color purple. But anyway, um, I just need you to know more. Uh, I need you to find out more for us. Thank you. Crunch Crunch. Niecy Nash posted on Instagram. A photo of her, Danielle Brooks, and Sterling K. Brown at an event together, smiling brightly. Danielle Brooks who, Sterling K. Brown them, so we got one who in the mix. But the real question is, based on this Instagram caption, which is, Both of my cousins, cousins all caps, are all caps Oscar nominated! Exclamation, 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 exclamation. Yes! We are blood related. And that's in case you weren't wondered, well, what do you, do you mean cousins casually? Do you mean cousins informally? She goes, yes! We are blood related. Real cousins, all caps. I'm so proud of my fam. At the Danielle Brooks, at Sterling K. Brown, I'm rooting for you. Hashtag kinfolk. This came out and people were writing like, oh, they're all related, but no one knows the family tree. We got to get what's his face on this. 
the guy that does all the family trees. We got to get him on this. No one's really knowing the lineage. I do. I will say like cousins, a very generous term, like lots of people are cousins, like cousins are really like a broad spectrum. Imagine someone in your family mentioning a cousin. Like I have plenty of cousins. I don't claim if. (laughs) Right. And I'm sure if I'm related to people, I don't even know I'm related to and never will my entire life. Right. They're definitely Mm -hmm. my whatever cousin. So CNN Mm -hmm. reported this and said, it's unclear how the three are related. A publicist for Brooks (laughs) confirmed that she and Nash Betts are cousins so everyone's kind of like cousins 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 and Bobby who honestly will not answer an email if I ask him to he was writing many emails as it turns out behind the scenes he's emailing multiple publicists I'm emailed all three of Nisi Nashbetz's publicists I I see you were busy emailing I see you were busy emailing I just want to know specifically related which parents are related which grandparents are brothers which you know like like, the family tree of this is actually quite interesting, but I don't think we're going to get that. I just wanted to do my due diligence and find out. No, I see. You you cc'd three women on this email, or three publicists on this email. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a tri- uh, would you happen to know if which of their family members are related so that we would be able to provide more context? But the, you see, they wrote back CNN, but all they said was, it is yes, in fact true. They didn't explain how. So if they're not going to tell CNN how they're related, they're not going to tell me. They're not going to tell your ass. They're not going to tell my ass. So to answer your question, we don't know why they're how they're cousins, but it is in fact true that they are cousins. She was okay. not exaggerating. And as it turns out, again, uh, you were busy still writing emails. You, again, would not answer an email I asked you to answer, but you can definitely keep writing emails because you wrote another you wrote another email yesterday. Yes. And what was that? Hi, Lindsay Bobby. So Tyra Banks, them. But who was Tara Banks sitting with at the um, Brooklyn Nets basketball game? Crunch, crunch, going hole. Tyra Banks was at a Nets or Knicks. I actually have seen this. I'm not sure if it was a Knicks game or a Nets game. What would you assume? Uh, The Cut wrote about it. Okay, Olivia Craighead Slay wrote about this. It was the Knicks against Nets game. So it was both of them. That's why I saw both teams <laughs> mentioned. Okay. I Wait, that's really funny. I just, other. it's really funny that you were like, right. I was like, yeah, look was up both. the fucking teams, Bobby. It's not that hard. <laughs> Who was playing last night? You were correct. Both were playing. It was both of them. Okay. So this is clearly what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a page out of Lindsay Weber's handbook, which is a pretty reliable handbook. Thanks. And say this is Super Bowl content. You Oh, you think so? Because there's a, there is a, she is sitting front row courtside at the Knicks Nets game in full beautiful like camel color glam head to toe matchy matchy sitting between two decked out furries like they are the prototypical furries if you imagine furries this is what they look like multicolor fluffy big fox like dog like big bright technicolor you know it's like joseph and the amazing technicolor furry so it that's what we're looking at here well also what we're talking about here it's more likely that tyra banks would be sitting courtside at a basketball game in full glam that i am totally like that's yeah. normal and i would that's not what call that out do. it's more the furries and not them together it's just the the furries period like why are they there if we can't figure out why the furries were there then you're right i'm pointing to something a little nefarious like super bowl commercial or or any type of commercial 
Olivia Craighead at The Cut said that she doesn't have answers. I reached out to Tyra Banks' publicist. I didn't get any answers. I think that because if you see it from all these angles, because like the big jumbotron is capturing them, people in the bleachers are capturing them. Like you're getting all of these angles right. and all of these images and all of these videos. She's hamming it up. They're hamming it up. They're doing some kind of bit. So like this is being filmed. Bobby emailed uh, two publicists. Whose publicist? Tyra Banks' publicist? I mean, I'm not going to get an answer on this either because it's advertising. No, because it's, it's fucking advertising. After seeing this video of your client, Tyra Banks, with these furries... <laughs> At a Knicks you, game. Not you saying you with these dot, dot, dot furries, dot, dot, dot at a Knicks game. <laughs> a Knicks I would game. love to know how she found herself seated between. You need to stop writing emails for publicity stunts because you're kind of feeding into the drama. Any context you could provide our listeners would be much appreciated. you got to save your emails for actual mysteries. I just don't know why people don't email me back. Well, because you're not emailing about anything they can actually answer. I'm just sort of like, isn't this literally your job? I just find it very like, isn't it literally your job to answer emails? Like, publicist's job is to answer emails about their client. And speaking of, we have another commercial in plain sight. And I don't see, you didn't email Michael Sarah's publicist because you knew exactly what was going on. Because here. I knew exactly what was going on and I knew exactly what the brand is. Tyra Banks, it's like, what could the brand be? Michael well, Sarah's cares? doing Sarave. Hi, BLT. I I just saw a Dumois post about um, Michael Sarah like holding like multiple bags of like CeraVe um, cleanser, and um, they were asking about like whether like he actually is the owner of this. I actually don't care about that. It just made me think um, about like just drugstore cleansers and the who's in them of drugstore cleansers. You know like CeraVe, Neutrogena, Clean and Clear, La Roche Posay, Olay, Saint Ives. Um, like, what are the who's and them's of the, those types of cleansers? Like, clean and clear, I feel like when I was in high school was a them, but, like, the Sephora girlies aren't using that, you know? I don't think. So let me know what you guys think. Crunch, crunch. Michael Sarah's doing CeraVe. Is it CeraVe or CeraVe? I've always said CeraVe. I guess I'm a dumbass. No, I think it's CeraVe. No, I think like that's the. I think that's part of this thing. Oh, that's gonna be the gag, Sarah V, Sarah V. Yeah. I'm gonna Sarah V commercial. Here we go. Listen. Hey, it's me, your dry skin. I'm craving something we're missing: the ceramides and Sarah V. Okay, it's Sarah V. This whole time, it's been Sarah V. The brand connection makes sense. This is probably gonna be a Super Bowl ad. Michael Sarah's walking around with Sarah V bottles he's signing them in stores people are sneaky picking him like doing stuff in drugstores well he's 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 not signing them in stores he's writing his name michael over sarah v and putting a sticker on it and then they've seated a influencer someone who i find so annoying Haley baby this i think we follow her for some reason we definitely talked about we her do. but i forget we do why follow her yeah she is so annoying and mm -hmm. uh she they seated her to go to the store and be surprised by mm -hmm. this thing and then they also have the michael sarah source on instagram a very popular michael sarah uh, aggregator michael they, sarah they're doing <laughs> they're posting essentially mm -hmm. spawn and they're promoting a interview with him i mean this is so our advertising is so fucked up like they're promoting an interview with Michael, Sarah, and Bobby. Remember Bobby Althoff? Bobby who Althoff, should be fully done. Me. Who should be fully over and done. But no, we're going to bring her back in and have him be interviewed by her for this lotion ad. 
you know? Bobby's on the upswing. I've been seeing more Bobby lately. Ever since we Enough. talked about how Bobby's been gone, Bobby's been popping Enough back up. Enough with her. And so we're it's getting covered, you know. It's We all know it's an ad. It could not be more of an ad. And what just cracks me up, it's like, this is the work of marketers who said, who pitched a million good ideas for this for this lotion brand and said, you know, another idea could <sighs> be we get Michael Sarah and but we, but we should just no, try li- for it and we'll literally. probably won't. And then they did, and all of the other ideas were, like, just such a waste of time. You know, like, okay, great, we got Michael Sarah. How much would it take to get Michael Sarah to carry around a bunch of lotion? I don't think it was that much. Yeah. They got their Ben Affleck. Duncan got the Ben Affleck, and and Sarah V got their Michael Sarah. And thank God it was pronounced Sarah V the entire time and not Sarave. (laughs) Sarave. Honestly, in a very Daniel Berkowitz sense, what took you so long? You know what I mean? Like, come on. Sure, sure, sure. But this only works every so often. You know, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah. Make sure, but just don't get fooled by Super Bowl ads anymore. Don't don't, don't. let yourself get don't. tricked. Don't. I want to be famous. Vet bills can be expensive, but SpotPet Insurance can give you up to ninety percent cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to ninety percent cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to. So visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetInst.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> what when I sleep on other beds, I get mad. What is there I else to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get, and that's the one I got, and that's the one that I love, and that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it, and now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Who Weekly is brought to you by Squarespace. As usual, we love Squarespace. We love Squarespace. It's the only way we will ever have a website. (laughs) 
is Squarespace. You're right. Because it's easy. Because I can update it very fast when things go crazy with tour announcing, which we might have to do relatively soon. Might? Uh, might? Uh-huh. <laughs> You said, we just came and saw you. I said, well, this is a, this is a 365 podcast. We're planning ahead. Everyone's, everyone's doing live shows these days. So all the venues are getting booked up. So we have to book our tour, which is far away pretty soon. But we already know we already know the dates. We're ready to update the website on Squarespace. And we also already know how to put them on the website, which is like half the battle because it's Squarespace. Exactly. And we've done this for a long time. And it's very, very easy. We love Squarespace because... It's very easy to update things. We love Squarespace because we have a contact form, which is the way most people get in touch with us. Even though we have a very easy to remember email address, which is what's read up to at gmail.com, people would prefer to just use the contact form on Squarespace because Squarespace is easy. And on our website, it's easy to find our press clippings. It's easy to find embeds of the podcast. It's easy to find anything you need to know about our podcast. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your website, go to squarespace.com slash who to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. I want to be famous. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Jimmy. Um, I totally get that, like, we as a culture are not listening to the Amy Robach and TJ, whatever his last name is, um, podcast. However, of course, page six is listening and um, reported out that they had a raw podcast and they're going to break up and blah, blah, blah. I just want you to talk about like why celebrities feel the need to go on their individual like weird podcasts and talk about how they hate each other. Um, Yeah, it just it feels weird. Like, why did they release that? They didn't need to. They should just go to a therapist. Anyway, um, crunch, crunch, showing hole on the inside bite. It's such an uncomfortable episode. Lindsay, have you listened to it? I was texting our friend Kate during because Kate is the first one who was like, you got to listen. I do listen to every episode. Like Kate listens to TGA before me. So I always get the Kate, like, I sh- should later. I go in on this? Because twice a week is a lot <laughs> for them. Not for us. For us, it's perfect. For them, for them, it's a little overkill. But they are, this is, this is like the most real podcast. Like, it's amazing. either they're gonna break up like on this oh, podcast. Oh no, 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 no! They're not breaking up. Why? Because you think they've gone too far and they know they it. They love each because other this, too much, Lindsay. But I don't know if they love each other too much. I think they're both like we've gotten ourselves into this and we're gonna have to get ourselves out. And the only way out is through. They signed a contract with iHeart. It's less that. It's less they both like lost their jobs and like don't have any other like a Well, you notice, I think one of the first times she actually breaks into tears in this episode, which is called She's Things like, I right. lost my job. She's like, yeah. I lost my job. I lost my, I lost, I, don't, I no longer do what I love doing. Right. And then TJ is sort of like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> like, this episode crying. opens with TJ being like, can I come over or can you come over? And just shows up and starts recording the podcast. Yeah. And he's like, there was drama between us. And they're just like hashing it out. And I'm like, why am I here? It's riveting. This is maybe one of the most interesting podcasts we have out there. And I just want to yeah. say that we doubted they could go past episode three. And we're on episode, what, 30 million? There was also a part in this episode where Amy says something like, we've been working on this podcast since last summer. And I'm, I'm sort yeah. of like, I'm sort of like, babe, this podcast premiered in December. And all you do is talk about how much you can't stand each other. Like, I was like, what prep were you doing starting when it was hot outside? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this podcast is like whenever people in relationships say, like, oh, it's such hard work. 
oh my god it's such hard you have no idea it's such hard work oh being married 30 years it's fucking hard work it takes, takes work. work this po- this it's, podcast is like it's the, the audioification of, of that this that like marriage like, is hard this is that this is marriage that is hard I was very moved by, they were saying all month, we've been like eating dinner together. We've been watching movies together. The girls are friends, da, 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 da. Like things were very positive. Ultimately, that's why I think in the coverage of this episode, which was once again, sort of crazy, like this, this episode was written about a lot and they were like, oh, their their marriages, their relationship is on shaky ground. It does end positively. Like the episode does end with them like kind of laughing and being like, I'm glad we did this. It's still must see TV, apparently. It's must see TV. We're still seeing it. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, the show is still good. We support Amy and TJ forever. Yeah, we do. They open up comments on TikTok and they're really regretting it. So if you want to leave both us <laughs> and Amy and TJ positive reviews on Apple Podcasts and TikTok, we'd love it. We don't have a TikTok that Amy and TJ. <laughs> we don't do. have a TikTok. We Show do. Them some it love. Just- about it's 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 not good uh and if tj and amy want to do a crossover with a fellow two times a week podcast maybe we could help them figure out other ways to spread things out so every episode isn't a crisis i would love that okay so much um next call hi Lindsay, bobby timmy um i just opened imdb and uh one of the um carousel news items was Riley Keough accepts the IMDb Fan Favorite Star Meter Award. What is a Star Meter Award? Is this an event? Is this something? Is this new? Who else has won the Fan Favorite Star Meter Award in years past? Um. Riley's still a who, right? And these awards are very hooey. Crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. Avia Tiongan. This is another one of Acura Sundance activations. They co-present <laughs> with IMDb the Breakout Star Meter Award based on the Star Meter, which we love to talk about. IMDb is giving out awards to truly whoever is there which I kind of love it's like they are not there is no hiding that we are just giving awards to whoever is there and whoever is there that year gets the IMDb star meter award and the star meter award is literally there's no no one's voting there's no numbers it's just uh uh, the person was it has to be consistently high on the years on the IMDb star meter list right Mm -hmm. like it just they just have to be high what's high I don't know over 50 over 10, no. Uh, Riley Keough, who received it, was number 38. So she really even wasn't that high. Pretty high, but, like, not that high. Like, they're just giving them out kind of willy-nilly. They're just giving them out. And then the person has to accept it, which is even funnier, and give this speech where it's like, I love IMDb. I, I use it to, to look up uh, what jobs my friends have. Uh, Riley Keough's speech is very funny. She's like, IMDb is so useful. Like, uh, from a, when I was a young actor, I used it to look at stuff. <laughs> Thank you to the fans for making me a fan favorite, and thank you to the Star Meter for existing so I could have this award. <laughs> it is very special because IMDb is, I mean, as far back as I can remember, you know, everyone checks IMDb, and it's like very important when you're a young actor. I don't know, it's just such a part of the, the culture, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's very special. Ashley Park won it last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ashley Park won the Star Meter last year. 
Riley Keough won the star meter today. Well, there's many star meters. Jennifer Connelly won fan favorite star meter award. I don't know which one Riley Keough won. I think she also won fan favorite. Riley Keough won fan favorite 2024. Well, so did Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly won fan favorite 2023. Ashley Park won breakout 2023. Iowa Debris won breakout 2024. Uh-huh. And they're all winning them at different times. Like Oh like no, she Bob, won this in twenty twenty three. This is Bob crazy. Odenkirk won. They're his giving them out left and right. They're giving them out at South by Southwest. They're giving them but out at Sundance. They're giving them out at my house. Why are they doing this everywhere? But I'm just telling you, they're just giving them out. There's no distinguishing between <laughs> who's what. There's no categories. It's just here's the award and make a speech. Here's some content for us and we'll play it. I mean, they have one for podcasts, and I'm like, if we don't win it, I'm going to do something. (laughs) I don't know. I don't even know if IMDb has offices, but I'm showing up. To answer your question, someone said, how long have they been doing this? They started doing this in 2013. Do you know who the first actor who won an IMDb Star Meter Award was? Who? Uh, Who? Woman. Yeah. Regularly discussed on the podcast, though, I guess maybe. Oh, I'm trying to guess. Yes. Multi hyphenate. Chloe Grace Moretz. 30 something. No, B bordering on A list, but I would say B minus list. Brie Larson. She was the second one. <laughs> Fuck. Close. She won in 2015 after Room's Audience Award at TIFF. Okay. The first press release they ever sent out about the Star Meter Award went to this woman in 2013. Okay. She, what was she promoting in 2013? Give me the movie. Give me the movie that she won for. Okay, here's a movie she was in in 2013 that may have been it. Drinking Buddies. Olivia Wilde? Olivia Wilde was the first person to ever win a Damn. Star Meter Award. Wow. I love Drinking Buddies, by the way. I was just I know, talking about Drinking movie. Buddies with someone. That's a good movie. That's a good movie, actually. N- name, right now while we're on this, I'm not going to do a huge game, but I, I know you can do it. Name the number one person currently on the IMDb most popular celebs. I think this is technically Star Meter. Yeah, the number one person on the Star Meter right now. Jenna Ortega? No, he's being talked about constantly because of a movie that was not nominated for any Oscars, but is a, he's prominently featured in it, and everyone cannot agree. Oh, Barry Keoghan. Duh. Yes, Big Barry, Barry Keoghan, number Barry one. Big, Big Barry. Barry number one on the IMDb star meter, followed by people who I feel like are just in movies that are people are being ser- are searching for currently, but not really a like sustained conversation. Other people in the top 10 that I'd feel like people are actually talking about are, of course, Alan Richson, a.k.a. Big Big Neck, Mr. Big Neck from um, Reacher. <laughs> Don't huge say neck. Big neck. He's got a huge neck. Huge. Wide. Not long. Ugh. Wide. And within the top 10, you have Juno Temple, Justin uh, Fargo, Jeremy Allen White, obviously, is number 10. Lily Gladstone's mm-hmm. number 11. Jodie Foster, because she's talking a lot, is number 12. And then you have Jacob Elordi at 16. Jacob Elordi wow. at 16. Renee Rapp at 19. Emma Stone at 18. Sydney Sweeney at 21. What's Gugu what's Mbatha Ra in right now? Why is she number 13? Wait, they're making that into a movie? That book actually rules. That's my favorite actual Roxanne Gay book. Roxanne Gay, before she wrote Bad Feminist, wrote an incredible novel called An Untamed State. And I remember. Yeah. And Gugu Mbatha Ra is going to be the star of that. She's also going to be in a biopic of Mary Sue Cole, which was this big play also that happened a few years ago that she, yeah. Wow. Jodie Foster is number 12. Good for her. Yeah. Cause Jodie's talking about true detective and everybody's watching it. And Jodie's going on. Jodie's no, 
You know the most fucked up. But I heard she has a, I heard she has a nasty sex scene. It's not (laughs) nasty. It's actually a funny, funny sex scene. scene. It's a funny sex scene. That's what I meant. But here's the thing. With um, with what's his face? With the priest. Christopher Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Very. It's been. There's a lot of like. There's a. There's a. A good bit of like. Um. HBO leftovers overlaps. They use a very iconic to me music cue. Uh. Needle drop in an episode of True Detective that I know from Leftovers. Christopher Eccleston is in it. Like it's very. It's borrowing a lot from Leftovers in terms of just like performance. But HBO does that a lot. Anyway. Interesting. Do you know the most fucked up thing about True Detective? Cold lesbians <laughs> that I've been calling it on the Patreon. They're not lesbians. They're not lesbians. Speaking of Renee Rapp. That's what I heard. They're not lesbians and they're not bisexuals. As far as we know, they haven't claimed it. The person in charge of editing the Wikipedia pages for these two characters would not approve anyone calling them lesbians or bisexuals. Ever. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Both of those women exclusively fuck men in the show. They never show any hint of attraction for other women. You're out here saying cold lesbians, cold lesbians, cold lesbians. They're not even cold lesbians. And I thought because the other detective was a woman that they would have this sort of like queer tension between the two of them. But no, they're just straight. Yeah. So why? So you think I'm going to watch that? You think I'm going to sign up for that? I feel like I was lied to. (laughs) Was I lied to? No, but I think I was lied to. Let's do one rapid fire. Quick future, Bobby. So when I was editing this episode, I got to the part where I was asking Lindsay who the first winner of the star meter award was and I was hearing back the tape of me saying it's a woman she's a multi-hyphenate and Lindsay said Chloe Grace Moretz and I really didn't process how funny that was until I was editing it so I sent her the clip and she sent well I sent her and a few of our friends the clip and she sent back this voice note which I will play for you now which will provide a pretty clear explanation as to why that happened. When he said multi-hyphenate, I thought her last name had a hyphen in it. I didn't think of the meaning of multi-hyphenate. I thought it meant she had a hyphenate last name. Sorry. Every time you all talk about the name on everybody's lips is going to be, you know, TK, TK. I get excited because I love Chicago so much, both the city and the musical. And I was just wondering, can you rank from who to them? Chicago the city, Chicago the musical, Chicago the band, Chicago the writing style? Are there any other notable Chicago's? I I guess, isn't Kanye's, one of his kids named Chicago? Anyway, uh, greatest city in the world, IMO. And pretty good musical. No comment about the band or the um Grammar framework. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this crunch crunch. What? What? Chicago the musical. Chicago the city. Chicago the band. Chicago the writing style. The Chicago manual, I would say, is instantly at the bottom of the list, right? Also, aren't you using AP yeah. style anyway or MLA Almost style like, anyway? What's the Chicago manual? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. The answer is yes. You're like right. we're using MLA. I'm sorry. Lindsay mm-hmm. and I are using either of them, but no, <laughs> um, we're not using either of them. But uh, the but Chicago manuals at the bottom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we have left the musical, the city, the band. I, I think obviously the city's at the top, but regarding musical and band. I mean, my gut is that musicals above band, but also Chicago's huge. Every time, like, this has happened more than once in the past, I would say, year of my life, where I hear a song in a grocery store or at a bar or something, and I'm like, oh, right, I love this song. Who is this again? Is it, like, the Eagles? Is it, fuck, who is this? And it's Chicago. It's inevitably Chicago. 
it's inevitably Chicago. Chicago. And but I'm not sure if that's a factor of my own age or if they are still very pervasive in the culture, like just in terms of like old songs being on in places and still popular. Mm -hmm. I can certainly name more Chicago songs than I can songs from the musical Chicago. See, like, I don't think I can name Uh, some Chicago songs. You're the inspiration. If you leave me now, you hang away with me. Okay, fine. That's a good song. After all that we've been through. That one. I love that song. Okay, I think that Chicago the musical and slightly edges out Chicago the band because it won Best Picture. What do you think? Yeah, that's fair. Also, when you search Chicago on Spotify, the top result is Chicago music from the musical. Well, it's musical music from the motion picture. Okay, so what are we? So what are we saying? From who to them? Chicago the style guide. Chicago the band. Chicago the musical. Chicago the city. Wait, Chicago City's last? Oh, Chicago oh, City's first. Who to them? 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 Okay, okay, thank you. I'm sorry. Chicago yeah. City's first. Okay, thank of God. Of course. Thank God. There would be no, because there would be no Chicago the Musical, Chicago the City, or I mean, without be no Chicago. Chicago the Musical, Chicago the Band, right, or right, Chicago right. Yes, the yes, Style yes, without yes. Chicago the of City. Course, of course. Of also, course, did you know course. Chicago the Band, which I just found out on Wikipedia, was originally called the Chicago Transit Authority, and then they just changed their name to Chicago? <laughs> What's even hooier than Chicago, the brand is Chicago Transit Authority. I could, oh, I know the L. I do yeah. know the L on the L, the movie yeah. with Lance Bass, and I have ridden the L before. Good experience. Yeah, the Chicago L has never been featured more prominently than it was in the Lance Bass movie on the L. <laughs> you know, for some of us, we that's what we were paying attention to at that time. At that time. The L is where fucking Richard Kimball finally takes down the one-armed man. He fucking s- snaps him to the thing with the with the handcuffs. Our movie our movie references are our movie references are Our movie references are different. <laughs> Do we want to do the who's and them's of dog sounds or do we just want to end the episode? I would love to end the episode. Bark is number one. Move on. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. You can also get the audio only, audio only on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts while you're at it. Rate and review TJ and Amy while you're at it, too, because they could use your support. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Hey. 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 guys, it's Olivia. Um, that lost in my backyard uh, caller. Sorry, I don't know why I'm out of breath. I'm literally eating coffee cake. Um, no, that last in my backyard song is literally my Roman Empire. I think of it all the time. And I sing it in my head quite often, almost as much as my high school AP U.S. history teacher who um, wrote, like, music to go along with lessons. And he had a song about Anne Boleyn that is just, like, so iconic. I don't remember any of the rest. But, yeah, I just, like, love that caller, like, Really shout out to them because that was truly so fucking iconic. Okay, um, Lindsay, Lindsay podcast, you're behind. Hi, Who Weekly, Lindsay Bobby Timmy. I was talking to my boyfriend and he, um, told me that his brother was on a Zoom call with 
ice cube and showed me the zoom screen and we zoomed in to see <laughs> ice cube's name like we were like what name did he go by on zoom and in case you're wondering he just goes by cube so for ice cube zoom login he drops the ice and he his friends must call him cube so anyway <laughs> We want to tell you that. Love you. Crunch, crunch. Liang with me. Hey, had to pause the pod. You asked if Gen Z knows who Parker Posey is. Um, the American Girl doll Chihuahua, currently for sale at AmericanGirl.com, is named Barker Posey. The box says Barker Posey. So clearly they think that's going to connect with the youth. All right. Grunch, grunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy, mostly Timmy, of course, also Timothy Chalamet's AI, and uh, AI, Sydney Sweeney and Glenn Powell, um, the whole team. Um, I, once again, am calling, and you can't stop me, uh, just to say the them of voice transition uh, comparisons. This is my voice, two months on T, uh, showing holes. Hi, Weekly. I am a high school teacher, and I was teaching them today about Muhammad Ali Pasha, the governor of Egypt in the 19th century. I was trying to remind them that he wasn't Egyptian, and so I was like, where was Muhammad Ali from? And they were like, I don't remember. And I was like, it's the same place Dua Lipa is from. And they're like, oh, Albania? And I said, yes, that's correct. So the high schoolers know that Dua Lipa is from Albania. Crunch, crunch. 